All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Better late than never. Welcome. Let's go, baby. Bag milk. Yeah. This is Ceases. Hello. Ceases. Ceases. Hello, secret federal agency. Ceases. Welcome to the show. Tyler, your rem check. Stressful around so here lately, isn't it? Fucking sexy. Tyler is still sexy. Always sexy. Fucking Anton Landers. Always sexy. Favorite. Welcome, everybody. Better late than ever. Episode 81, I think. So Vibes aren't where we want them to be today. At least I don't think so. Though we did do a temperature check today on Twitter, and I feel like... There's a lot of us that are still feeling confident. We're still feeling good. Of course, the Edmonton Oilers lost game one. We're going to dive into all that. But first, I got to tell you about the audio department. Go check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca. Book some studio time. The audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration through for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. The audiodepartment.ca goes book some studio time, record a podcast of your very own. Certainly after the game one loss, you have plenty to say no. Right. Right. Well, let's get to it. Go check out the audio department.ca on your own time. Let's get the kick things off. Let's kick things off where everybody wants to start. The obvious story of the week. Love is blind fucking sucked. The finale was terrible. They had it set up for a live finale. Didn't work. Didn't load it up until the next day, more or less. Then, once I finally got to watch the finale last night with Mrs., it was a disaster. It was boring. 
There was no drama. There was barely any drama. The one girl kind of got caved in for being an asshole on the show, which she was. But that's about it. I wasted an hour of my life. Wasted an hour of my life. And even more so, I felt dumber than normal having waited even a second for that fucking live show to kick off because it did not. Netflix, you had one job, man. You had one job. And it's not like you have live programming all the time. Sort it out. By all accounts, the Chris Rock thing worked well. Why couldn't you get Love is Blind? Is Nick Lachey too big of a diva to get the show started on time? Doesn't seem that way. But as it turns out, it was a waste of time anyway. So all in all, the Love is Blind, Love is Blind finale. Waste of time. That's why you're all here, right? Of course. Let's start things off for real. I was at Roger's place on Monday, and I know the result wasn't what we wanted. We're going to get there. Don't worry about that. But first, I want to talk about the day leading up to it, because it just feels good to have the playoffs back in the city. I see car flags on my way to work. I see people wearing jerseys, just walking dogs out in the wild. They're not even going to the game. They're just rocking a jersey, because that's what you do. Rolled up to Roger's place shortly before the game, probably about 90 minutes or so before the game started. Checked out the Stelter Square. Help me spread the word on that, by the way. I don't know what the for- the Oilers actually named that thing. It's like a sponsored property, blah, 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 blah. But the name sucks ass, so we're going to Stelter Square. Unfortunately, it was raining and cold on Monday, so it didn't get up to its potential. That is for sure. It was a little bit empty when I got there. We ended up going to the Moss Pit. It was pretty fun. It was cool. You could see people are more used to being in that space than the other one. And then we wandered into Ford Hall, had some drinks, saw Alex Hemsky. I thought that was a good omen. Seeing Alex Hemsky right in Ford Hall signing autographs, I didn't even know what I was. I didn't even know he was there. I walked through Ford Hall. I was going to the Molson Cheap Beer place. You know what I'm talking about. I was going there for a couple of refreshments with the sales guy, Jared. Almost bumped into a long-ass line. I'm like, why are people standing in this line? And then I saw his glorious face, Alish Hemsky. Love that guy. I love that he's back in Oilers stuff, too. Like, it had been a while. He kind of disappeared there for a while after his retirement, but I'm glad to see him back in Edmonton. I loved it. When he got on the big screen, like the second period or something like that, crowd went bananas. You love to see it. You love the atmosphere. You love the way the city comes together when the Oilers are in the playoffs. And damn it, if the weather could agree with us a little better, we would have that place popping, both the Moss Pit and Stelter Square. If you're going down there, take pictures, send them to me. I'm going to be watching the game at home tonight. i got a little bit of work to do for Oilers Nation. And then I am off. That's what my plane sounded like. To LA on Friday for games three and four. We did it. We did it. Everybody knew that I did not want to go to Winnipeg. I wanted to go to Los Angeles, not because of the hockey whatsoever, just because I wanted to go have fun in L.A., not Winnipeg. (laughs) You know, it was funny, though, as I was shitting on Winnipeg for weeks at a time. Again, it wasn't about the hockey, though. The Jets did absolutely dummy the Golden Knights last night in game one. We're going to talk about all that later. It was fun having people from Winnipeg on social media being like, what the fuck, man? Why are you going to take shots at Winnipeg like that? Well, you know where you live. You know why I'm taking shots at Winnipeg. Listen, I'm from Edmonton. We take all kinds of heat from everybody. If there's a city like Winnipeg that is objectively shittier than any other city in this country, <laughs> nobody wants to go there. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, Winnipeg. Anyway, thanks to AMA Travel. Watch out for me, Jay, and Tyler going down to Los Angeles later this week. We're probably going to have an emergency episode of BLTN on Saturday, maybe Saturday morning. After game three, we'll see how things line up. Uh, I want to do a podcast in bed. 
You want some breaking news right now before we get to the news? Bag Milk and Tyler sharing a bed in LA. Jay said, you you guys cool to share a bed? Hotel rooms are expensive right now. And I said, how big's that bed? Jay says, queen. I said, how much smaller can we make it? Jay said he was going to get a king size for all three of us. I wonder if he did it. Probably did it. I don't think he did it. Anyway, watch out for us. I'm going to have LA Diaries when we go down there. We're going to have a bunch of live content. We're going to have bonus podcasts. We're going to have a lot of shit going on. And I want to say thank you to AMA Travel for making it all happen, getting us down there. I'm looking forward to it. After the Oilers pick up a big 4-2 win tonight in Game 2 and tie the series, we're going to LA and we are turning this baby around. But let's get to the news. The news is brought to you by SYC Brewing. Go check them out at sycbrewing.com. I got a message today saying, hey, Bag Milk, we got a fresh flat of beer for you. And I go, all right, all right, all right. SYCbrewing.com. Go check out the beater beers. Check out the ciders. Check out everything they have. They've got some seasonal brews. They've got everything you want. Go to the brewery. Check it out. Good people over there at SYC Brewing. Of course, to start off the news, we got to talk about game one. It did not go the way we wanted to. Of course, the Oilers lost 4-3 in OT after leading 2-0 at the start of the third period. And then 3-1. Let me see when that actually was. To be honest, I was a little bit hammered. With 8.46 left to go in the third period, the Oilers were up by two goals. They collapsed. And let me tell you the most frustrating part about it. The mistakes they were making that were leading to those goals was stuff that the Oilers hadn't done forever. It was like they couldn't shake the nerves or like they thought the job was done. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know what was going on there with the boys, but they didn't look like themselves. I'll tell you that much. They did not look like themselves in the final 20 minutes. Yet, over the first 40, it looked like the Oilers were going to roll over the, the Kings in that game. When the second intermission came and your boy went down to get a couple of spicy Caesars, because that's how I roll. Actually, the beer was just like, it was too much. So I was drinking Caesars. Um, I was feeling good. I just caught a t-shirt. I've never caught a t-shirt in the stands, by the way. Throwing the t-shirt, doing the t-shirt toss. Your boy sees one coming in. Snagged it. Snagged it like I'm in the Super Bowl. Reached up, grabbed that baby. Woo! Everything's coming up bag milk. I'm feeling good. I've got Caesars flowing through me. The salt's a little bit of celery, pickled asparagus, or a bean, depending on which stand I went to. Come on. But then all things uh, fell apart. Just just fell apart, didn't it? Started, started early in the period. Adrian Kempe got the boys on the board, the Kings, that is, 52 seconds into the third, and it just kind of spiraled from there. It was like when the Kempe scored that 50, that goal in the first minute. That's not exactly uncommon if you've been an Oilers fan for a long time. You've seen plenty of those in your days as a fan, I'm sure. What was different, though, especially with this team, how they played so well down the stretch, is they couldn't get it back on the rails. Though when Leon Dreisaitl did score again with 8.46 left in the third period, I thought it was game over. I thought we were done. I thought they had their mojo back. Turns out I was wrong. Now, what happened? What happened? How do you go from a team that won nine in a row to close out the the season in points in 14 straight, I believe? I'm doing that off the dome. Correct me if I'm wrong. How do you go from that to being one that collapses like that? I just think it was nerves. I think it was nerves, a lot of nerves. And you were looking around the first round, you see that everywhere in the NHL right now. Six of eight home teams lost the opener in the round one. That's wild. Six of eight home teams lost. There's a lot of nerves going on. I mean, obviously, none of them were as bad as the Leafs. How many, let me ask you, Weathers fans, be honest. 
when you saw the Leafs get absolutely shit stomped last night in game one of their series, how did that affect your mood? Because I saw a lot of Oilers fans going, ah, well, it makes me feel better. And let me tell you another thing. I would much rather lose the way the Oilers lost by blowing it, because that means you had the lead in the first place. That means you were in control of the game at some point than getting shit stomped and lit up like the Leafs did. Daily Faceoff Managing Editor Matt Larkin postgame asked Sheldon Keefe, who's your starter for game two? And he said, I don't know yet. He should have just said uh, Samsonov, like, immediately. Is the doubt creeping up? I don't know. I actually expect the Leafs to get through round one, just like I expect the others to get through round one. But going back to game one and the collapse and blah, blah, blah. By the way, I'm going to get to all you assholes that threw shit on the ice afterwards. Just super annoying, and you make us all look like fuckwits, and it's annoying to me. Uh, but Stuart Skinner post game, he was logical. He said what we all kind of needed to hear, and I'm with Stu. Yeah, I think it's massive. I mean, um, being able to move forward after losses, um, being able to move forward after wins, you know, all those things when it does happen, you just got to know that it's in the past. You can't do anything about it. Um, and I think it was very important for me to, especially today, to wake up and realize that it's behind me. Um, can't do anything about it. And it's a good thing that I was able to go through that because now I'm a better man for it. If you're going to figure your shit out, if you're going to fuck things up, if you're going to get dusted by mistakes and bad penalties, better that it happens in game one. Then again, maybe it's just me. Maybe your old pal Bag Milk is the eternal optimist. Maybe you don't expect that from me sometimes, but I'm also looking at a team that there was a lot of good shit happened. Bruce Kerlock, who writes for us at OilersNation.com, did a tactical breakdown of game one. If you haven't read that article, go through it. It's in depth. Bruce breaks things down play by play. There's still so much to like about that game. The result? No, of course not. Angry? Yes. Blown lead? Yes. All of that's true. Should have closed it out. Had to close it out. We're not dead yet. And I think that's the most important thing for me is we're not dead yet. So looking into the numbers, game one, the things that stick out for me was two for six on the PK. You cannot be shorthanded 12 minutes or potentially 12 minutes, you know, no matter how well you're playing on any night for any team. If you are shorthanded for more than half a period, that is going to fuck up your flow. And the Oilers took some really bad ones down the stretch in that game when they just could not keep themselves out of the box. I think of the Evan Bouchard high stick under two minutes left. That's where they got the tying goal. I think of Vinny DeHarnay falling and then the sweeping stick and he got the trip. Those are just details. Those don't have to happen. One, keep your fucking sticks down, boys. Two, don't let the emotions get the best of you. I imagine like I saw a team that looked nervous. I saw a team that, despite playing really, really well for about 45 minutes of the game, they let it fall apart because they looked nervous. They were playing nervous. And if you're going to, like I said, if you're going to get that, if you're going to have that result, let's get it out of the way in game one. Let's go into game two. Rogers play is going to be buzzing. People are going to be excited. Let's go play your game. Let's do it for a full 60 minutes. On Twitter, I wanted to do a temperature check. I wanted to know what everybody was thinking. I wanted you to say, how are we feeling in game two and why? 
Captain Felton, Goodwill, uh, Good Vibes Ambassador said, Good Vibes Only, it's only one game, let's do this. Donkey Volley, my boy, says, Perfectly Normal. I'm quite calm about it, despite us taking our foot off the gas in the third period, still going Oilers in six. That was my prediction, too, Oilers in six. So if they were going to lose two games in my prediction at some point. Game one, fuck it. Happened last year. Let's go back and win game two, just like they did last year. Uh, Rusty, the reckless optimist, says, I'm good, chill, ready for game two. Mike, destroyer of tacos, says, can't take candy from a baby until you give it to them first. Surveyor Brett says, I'm kind of freaking out. Smitty's silky mullet says, I'm confident because Connor's going to do Connor things. And the boys will have learned their lesson. Do not take stupid penalties. That's the big thing for me. Just don't take dumb penalties. Keep yourself on the ice at five on five because at five on five against LA on Monday, the boys were dominant. Uh, M DQ says, feeling okay, hoping they got the kinks out on Monday, not loving Yanmark being out as his size in those bottom minutes can prove valuable. Not looking forward to another night up past my bedtime. Uh, Tube Sock says, feeling good because things are fine. Shannon says, good. They needed a loss to remember to play disciplined and that the refs suck. They were the better team the majority of that game. And if they don't play, don't forget to play that style of game. They've gotten this no problem. Maynard Nugent Speedy says, right now, I am cool, calm, and collected. We'll update in about nine hours. D. McManus says, I don't believe we see a repeat performance of the collapse in game one. Oilers will win this game. Schmitty the Goat says, Oilers in five. Foot no longer comes off the pedal. Dirt and Diploma says, confident. That is all. Sharboard says, nervous, must win game, not going to lie. Sean says, feeling good. Everyone's been overreacting. We just came off a huge win streak and had a rookie goalie play his first NHL game. Yes, they stole one late on the road, but I don't see the Oilers letting off the gas anytime soon. If anything, the loss will light a fire under them. I hope Sean is right. Bren says, feeling positive as I believe some soul searching was done as to why they fell apart in the third and why some of the penalties were taken. Oilers will have shown depth, toughness, and a winning attitude. Hope the fans can behave appropriately at the game and have some good officiating. One. I don't believe we'll have good officiating though. I'm not one of those people that is blaming everything on the refs after game one. The Oilers took bad penalties at bad times and they got punished for it. So let's clean that up. As for the fans, I'm going to get to that in the righteous sack beating. Uh, Zach says, I'm a nervous Nelly. I imagine it's a hot in here. Nelly, you know, wait a minute. Is it hot in here? Nelly or I'm like a bird. Nelly, that's what I want to know. Sean says, I fully expect the Oilers to rack up the score tonight. Blue says, good part about blowing a game had to be winning first. Oilers had LA that whole game and lost it at the end. Good vibes, let's fucking go. Brookie says, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. Horvey says, stay out of the box and we got this. Max says, muy bueno, watch out for angry McDavid. Buffy says, hopeful and looking forward to Maniac McDavid. Uh, Taylor Smith from Sonic says, sweaty and nervous. Dofos says a giga annoyed that playoff games always have to start so late. Of course, he's in Sweden. So the time exchange on that one is terrible. But other than that, bring it on. McDavid will be full of vengeance mode. And I know I wouldn't like to be on the receiving end of that. Macklin talk says feel great. Had a great pint for lunch. Going to parlor for a pregame. Then going to watch angry McDavid go supernova tonight live and in person. That's a good little Wednesday you're having there. Carrie says slightly buzzed and gaining altitude. JJ says this about sums it up. And he's just got a gif of just like, yeah. Shadow says, from Ari, stay out of the box, please, Oilers. I imagine we're going to hear from Ari, Ari a little bit later. Stay out of the box, please, Oilers, and work on details. Crush them at every step of the game. It's a simple formula. Arpeggi says, I feel good. The first two periods were more representative of who this team is, but the third was a necessary reality check that the Kings can burn you if you stop playing smart hockey, and I really like that answer. I think the boys are going to come out buzzing tonight. 
You know the building's going to be popping. McDavid, a lot of people were criticizing his game, saying, oh, the Kings are shut down McDavid, blah, 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 because he had zero goals, zero points. I get that to a point, but at the same time, if you actually watch the game with your eyeballs, you would have saw a guy who's flying around and probably could have had a goal or two at least. I do not think Connor McDavid gets shut out off the score sheet tonight. Would you bet on it? I would. We'll talk about that more in the Betway betting segment. According to Jason Greger, bad news though, Matthias Janmark blocked a shot on the inside of his foot at some point in game one. He could be out for the series according to Greger's sources. I talked to him about that on the phone a little bit earlier today. Says it doesn't seem good. Is there a broken bone in his foot? Like, I, I just... Anytime a player gets hit in the foot with a slap shot, I just, my head defaults to, there's got to be a broken bone in his foot. That fucking puck is coming humming at you, you know? So that is tough news for the Oilers, as I thought Matthias Yanmark has actually been playing some solid hockey down the stretch. Kills penalties. He's going to be missed. I saw some folks on Twitter today, and I, I don't really get this approach either. They go, oh, well, Yanmark doesn't do a whole lot. Well, that's not exactly true, is it? Everybody on this team has contributed in some way, and in some cases, big ways down the stretch. And I think Matthias Yamark played some good hockey. On Oilers Nation Radio, when we were doing our playoff predictions, I actually had Matthias Yanmark as one of the options to be the Fernando Pisani of 2023. It's got a little bit of skill. That one sucks for the Oilers. I'm not going to lie about it. So also, according to Dreger, or Dreger, Gregor, after the Yanmark note, he noted again that they will not announce whether the Oilers are going 11-7 or 12-6 tonight until warm-ups. So my guess is the Oilers go 11-7 to get better matchups for McDavid. Get him away from Deneau and Kopitar a little bit. That's just my guess. I don't know anything about anything. You know? That would just be my guess. And then, like I mentioned, looking around the playoffs, it's been wild. Home teams. Six of eight home teams have lost game one including, as I mentioned earlier, the Maple Leafs, they got rolled. Vegas rolled. Colorado lost to the Kraken. How many of you saw that coming? Nobody. Nobody did. I think the point of this is when you're favorited and you've got the high expectations and you're kicking things off at home, it's not as simple as just go out there and win. That's what the first couple of nights of the playoff showed me. And if the Oilers can get back on their game, I... uh, I feel really good about it. I feel really, really good about it. You know? I think we're in for a good night. I'm begging you. Stop panicking after only one loss. This was never going to be easy. Come on, people. Pull it together. The news brought to you by SYC Bruin. Maddie, our marketing manager at Nation HQ, just sent me a text message that shows my flat of beers from the folks at SYC, and I'm excited. I am excited to be hydrated. Ahoy there, listener. You're listening to Better Late Than Never, the number one podcast for testicular-related discourse in the entire Edmonton metro area. If you are a bettor as I am. Our friends at Betway, I did a little risky business article that I always do on game days. And it got me thinking. I went one for four the other night on Monday in my bets. Obviously not great. Pretty disappointing, especially given the way the game ended. So tonight, I was looking through some of the bets over at Betway, and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Well, here's what I want to do. I pushed the wrong button. That long fart was not meant to be in there, Betway. Please enjoy this plug. 
I was looking at Betway's pre-build bets, deciding what I wanted to do. There we go. That's the right one. <laughs> and I was thinking about Connor McDavid getting held off the board. So, do you want to know what I'm doing? I'm doing an all Connor slate of bets, courtesy of our friends at Betway. And I would not want to be the LA Kings today. Connor McDavid over three and a half shots. We're going to get that one. That was one of the only bets I hit on Monday, by the way. Connor McDavid first goal. That's plus 550. You think the captain's going to be buzzing to start off this game? First goal of the night. I've got Connor for it. I've also just kind of uh, hedged that bet with a Connor anytime goal. Boom. Connor over one and a half points. Let's get it. So the point of today's betting segment for the folks at Betway, provided that you are 19 plus and do so responsibly, lean on the guy that everyone's pointing their finger at. Because if you think that he didn't spend his day on Tuesday, the 18th, or Wednesday morning leading up to the game, thinking about all the shit he wants to do, the LA Kings, and visualizing it in your mind, come on. Connor McDavid is going to go supernova tonight. I can feel it in my bones, and I, damn it, I'm going to feel it in my betting account, too. If you are a better, you are 19+, plus, and you can do so responsibly, why not join me? Why not join me because I think we're in for a good night. Sir, you like, you like, what did that happen? Sometimes I push buttons on bumpers and that just, that happens. I'm going to try again, Donkey Volley. Sir, you like this podcast. Bachelorette the level with Backfield. Why don't you go to your favorite podcast app? Like, subscribe, share. You sexy human. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. For Trilogy Oldfield Rentals, it is the righteous sack beating. That's where I vent for a minute or two about what's going on, and I've got some today. But first, I got to tell you that Trilogy Oldfield Rentals are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oilfield disciplines specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. 
Currently, they maintain full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They've got the rental tools. They've got fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, completion tools, all the tools you could ever hope for. TrilogyRentals.ca. Looking at the right to sack beating this week, this is an obvious one. I'm sitting at Roger's place on Monday, pissed off, drunk, upset, hurt, generally in my feelings, and as I look out on the ice from my seats, I see a bunch of dumb assholes throwing $15 beers, pizza, those like pom-poms that we all got on our seats, throwing junk on the ice because the Oilers lost. Now, I understand that you can be upset with the refs. I still think Vinny was a tripping penalty, so I guess we disagree off the jump, but... I need you to act like you've been here before. I need you to act like you've ever watched the playoffs before in any sport, in any country, in any continent. If you had, you will know that it is not easy to win championships regardless of what you're playing. And to expect that the Oilers were just going to waltz to the Stanley Cup Finals with 16 straight wins and not face any adversity along the way is ridiculous. And then to have you embarrass all of us as Oilers fans by throwing your little hissy fit and chucking beers on the ice, you are embarrassing. If you're going to throw shit on the ice because you can't handle a loss, First, change your diaper. Second, if you're going to throw something, throw yourself out of the fucking building because you looked ridiculous. And what went from everybody commenting about how electric it was at Rogers Place pregame to how Edmonton Oilers fans are shitty babies postgame. And it was annoying to see. I was already frustrated by the loss. I was frustrated by the collapse. And now I have to be frustrated by my peers because you act like you've never been here before. Come on, man. Don't go to games if you're going to throw shit. If you're going to throw shit, throw it at your TV. Be one of those viral videos where you look like a fucking idiot after your favorite team loses. This is a long series. This is a seven-game series. And even if it wasn't, even if this was a one-and-done, throwing shit on the ice just shows that you have no business being in the arena. Not to mention, I bought plenty of beers on Monday. My credit card statement slapped me across the face like I had just, you know, I just committed some kind of atrocity. Who are these people throwing $15 beers on the ice? What do you do for a living? If you're going to throw your beer, give it to me. I will drink it. I will drink it to make sure that you don't look like a fucking idiot. I bag milk will save you from yourself. And if you don't understand the point of this rant, one more time. Don't throw shit on the ice. You look like a fucking idiot. That's it for the righteous sack beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Oh, Reby pirates. You're listening to Barrel Eat the Never. For some reason, I've got a pirate thing in Northern Ireland accent. Sorry, yes. <laughs> you might have heard me before. It's the donkey. Oh, me hearties. Oh, lovely. For South Island Pies, it is time for the voicemail. You haven't been to South Island Pies.ca, South you have to go. I need you to click on the Meet the Pies tab. Jamie, if you're listening to this, I gotta get stocked up. So I'm trying to think of what I want to do next. This last order I put in, I had the old faithful and I had the Wilkie. What am I gonna do next? Maybe the Kumara? 
This one looks intriguing to me. I like carrots in my pie. Is that, is that carrots? or the, Oh, the sweet potato. I just clicked on it. I'm meeting the pie. It's a vegan meat pie. It's okay to be confused. I'm into a vegan meat pie. This hearty, warm vegan chili is chock-a-block full of sweet potatoes and veggies straight from the garden. It's sweet ass. You know what? I think I like that. I might pick some of those up. And when I do, let me tell you, I'm going to go to get myself a discount. By the way, we've got a promo code. If you want to get delivery, go to uprootfoodstore.ca, uprootfoodstore.ca. Use the promo code NATION20 to get 20% off your order. If you don't want to order and you actually want to go scoop up some pies, if you click the shop, if you click the shop tab, there's a map search option in there. You can you can look for everywhere that you can look for everywhere that they sell South Island pies. Go get some. Improve your life. Let me promise you that your mouth will be happy. Let me promise you happiness for your mouth. How about that? South Island Pies. This first message, uh, this is a big one. This one is from the cat food that Tyler won't eat. Of course, if you know the bet, Tyler is still ducking. He has not eaten the bet or the cat food from the bet he made that the Boston Bruins would miss the playoffs. So the cat food that Tyler won't eat has left a message on the podcast. Donkey volley, you fuck. It's just apparent that now that you can't sneeze anymore, you've got to go and attack my childhood <laughs> nursery rhymes. Like, I, I should be offended, but I'm just embarrassed at how weak your fucking game is, mate. Like, pull your socks up. <laughs> I love that uh, we've got a hockey-adjacent podcast here, Better Late Than Never, and we're starting off the voicemail for the week, not talking about the Oilers. Oh, no, no, no. We've got... <laughs> We've got Dukes and Donkey Volley still taking shots at each other in the voicemail. I love this. I don't even want to talk about hockey. I could just listen to these two fuckers go back and forth all day. They've been using government names. They've been doing personal attacks. This is intercontinental battles here. We've got an Australian and we've got Northern England attacking. Boys, we're all part of the Commonwealth here. Are we on the same page? We all got the queen on our money. I don't want Charles in my fucking money. I will, I'm more than happy to bury you at Crook or Gardens. Um, other than the fact that that means I'd have to go to your shithole county. And like, yeah, anyway, that's a low blow, but fuck it. You know, we'll stick with it. Um, oh, cunt. Oh, I was cutting up chilies earlier and I just rubbed my eye. So now fucking <laughs> one of my eyes is a bit red hot. Hmm. Um, but we'll, oh, fuck, we'll kick on. Um, Surely by now the playoffs have started. I'm sure Ryan Nugent Hopkins scored fucking six goals. He didn't. Um, he's such a good cunt. Yes. I remember when I first started going. Those uh, those C bombs are sharp. <laughs> For the Oilers, I looked up jersey numbers mm. and his like was 93. Yeah. And I'm born in '91, so I'm like, oh, that's pretty fucking close, you know. So I've always had <laughs> yeah, a I guess, yep. bit of an eye on him. Hmm. Bag Bill. So um, if you're the fucking president of the Ryan Eugene Hopkins fan club, I'm surely the vice president. Um, Donkey Volley's. <laughs> I like that he's running out of time, so he wants to sneak in one last shot at Donkey Volley. Uh, yes, I'm the president and CEO of the Ryan Eugene Hopkins fan club. I am. I am. But you're going to have to work for that title of vice president. That's not just given. Earned, not given. Now, Dukes, I believe you can do it. I believe you've got a lane for the job. 
I believe I'd even hire you sans interview. However, I can't say that for sure. I don't really know you that well. I don't really know you that well. What's your work ethic like? What do you, what's your policy on pants at the office? Hmm? These are things that we need to know. Next message. Well, that goes Dukes has thought that uh, Do- uh, Donkey Volley can't sneeze anymore. There it goes. Oh. Well, good afternoon. Happen to uh, time it just right. There's another one coming. I <laughs> am. Uh-huh. I was thinking that. You know, I was thinking it, I'd gone all day without somebody sneezing right in my ear. If you don't know, I've got the roadcaster kind of maxed up a little bit because I have to edit some of the audio for the for the voicemail specifically in post to make and I know it's not perfect, so don't say that I'm not suggesting that it is, but to make sure that the levels are somewhat equal to what my speaking voice is like. I've got my headphones real hot, so it was very loud. Anyway, Ari. All right, I'm recording this on Sunday night, day before playoff day. This should be interesting. Game one, jacked. I don't know if I'm going to be growing out a playoff beard just yet. My girl is deciding that. Are you growing out a playoff beard, Bag Milk? I can't. I can't grow I one. I think you'd be great. I think you look great. Thank you. I, even though I don't know what you look like. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, like, I wanted to, like, I wanted to talk about this really quickly. So, our bottom six from last last uh, playoffs. I'll take you back. It was some combination of these players: Archibald, McLeod, Pooley, RV, Fogel, Ryan, and Cassian. Now, our bottom six this year: Costin, Bugstad, Yanmark, Fogel, McLeod, Ryan. How much better does that sound, honestly? Mm, yeah. And then defensively, we don't have. There's no more Keith. There's no more Russell. We had Kulak and CC as a top pair in game six. Now we've got Nurse and CC, <laughs> Coleman, Bouchard, Kulak, and Dayarnay. Like It feels like everybody's in the right spot now. I'm going to say it, man. I don't like Ken Holland, but I'll give him, I'll give him a ton of credit for this. He made, it, he made our team look better. And, this, and the, that previous team made it to the conference finals. Yep. Last year. Like, holy hell. This is... This might be the year. I appreciate the optimism from Ari, who uh, had yet to see game one and how disappointing that was, but generally the sentiment, I agree. It is interesting to me where Oilers fans, like, there's a segment of Oilers fans. It does not matter what happens to the team or on the ice. They will give no credit to anyone in management, and in this case, Ken Holland. That Ekholm trade, and again, I know we're talking about a loss in game one, blah, 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 blah. But like the Ekholm trade was such a massive one for the Oilers because he completely stabilized the defense third period of game one, notwithstanding. He has made Evan Bouchard look like a different player. He's taken the pressure off Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece to be at like the top of their game all the time, always, probably for half the night. That's Ken Holland. He took a big swing on that trade, a big, big swing. And so far it is paying off very nicely. Nick, what do you got to say? So big milk, so big Damn milk. It. Why does that happen? It goes like... I don't understand it because I've got my soundboard plugged directly into the roadcaster. It's not like I'm Bluetoothing or anything. Like, what the fuck is going on with this cable? Anyway, let's try that again. So big milk. There we go. The Oilers just lost to the LA Kings. And- yeah, I was there, pal. It was a tough one. 
Let me tell you, the vibes in the third period, not as good as the first and second. Overtime after blowing a lead. Holy fuck was that game frustrating. First of all, I think the Oilers did that one to themselves. You can blame the refs all you want. The Oilers had their foot to LA's throat. Yep. So uh, just the first thing that you said I want to touch on is 100%. The Oilers did it to themselves. It is not... Blaming the refs is easy. Blaming the refs is easy. And yeah, you kind of wonder how the LA Kings only got three penalties and the Oilers got six. But ultimately, the Oilers made some bad stick plays and they got caught for it. Kane, high stick on Kempe. Uh, Bouchard, last minute, high stick to whoever the fuck that was. But it was like a cross-check area of the stick right to the head. That's a penalty, man. Anyway, Nick, back to you. And they gave up. They let off. Skinner had a couple bad bounces. Not great, yep. The Oilers lost. Mm-hmm. The Oilers did this to themselves, but did the refs ever not help? Like, I don't like blaming the refs. I really don't. But what the hell was that? That day NHL refing is so frustrating. Look at overtime. How many fucking penalties did both sides, both sides get away with? That is one thing that I will say is I, you know, I thought the DeHarnay thing was a penalty. He fell, he lost position, he swung his stick and took the guy's legs out. Now, the reason it bothered me was exactly what Nick is getting into. The shit that got left uncalled right before that, right before overtime, like I'm thinking of off the top of my head, Anze Kopitar tripped Leon Dreisaitl with about two and a half, three minutes left. Not called. That was a blatant trip that was not called. Did Kopitar get the veteran kind of like, whoopsie-doo, you're a cup champ and you've won a uh, Smythe. We're going to give you a little pass on this one. It doesn't make sense. If you call everything, then I'm good with it. But don't pick and choose your spots about who gets what and what's a penalty. Just call penalties. The players will adjust. We'll all understand. Just call the fucking rule book because not even game management came out in game one. Anyway, I'm, I told myself I wasn't going to complain about the refs today. How many fucking war crimes? I remember distinct. The one I remember is I follow hauled down Warren Fogel. Yes. He hauled him to the ice. That was a terrible There's one. not a sport in the world where you can get away with what I, I followed it. There's mm-hmm. not a sport where that is not a penalty. He gets away with it. Clean tackle if you're in football, you know? Well, probably not even actually. And they call that cheeky, they call that, they call that little weird ass hook, the trip. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And what, power play is 6-3? I don't know. I don't know. I hope they come out better next time because that was embarrassing. So, see ya. I think that just play the way you did for the first 40 minutes. The Oilers were control of that game, and they let it slip away. So the way I look at game one is it started off so well, and the Oilers looked like the team we expected them to be, and in the end, it fell apart. So the first key for victory for me is, one, you got to be disciplined. Keep your fucking sticks down. Two, keep it tight in your own zone. Three, do not pass up opportunities to shoot at the goalie. Like, as an example, there was that two-on-one with Connor If this was early March, late Feb, he probably would just buried it. He tried to feed a pass across, came back, went the other way, ended up in the back of the net like 15 seconds later. Those are the plays where just don't overthink it, boys. Don't overthink the moment. And I wonder if there was any part of it and they would never admit it and they would never use an excuse and I'm happy about that. If they were just kind of like 
blinded by the moment a little bit. Because let me tell you, as somebody who was in the building, I could see how that would happen in game one. It was electric in there. Did they think they had the job wrapped up at about 45 minutes? Seemed that way. But if you just play the way you have for the first two periods, play simple hockey. Don't get too cute. The Kings want you to get too cute. You know? Chris Klamathy the first. I don't know if we've ever heard from you before, Chris Klamathy the first. Oh, man. It's a few hours off game one. <laughs> just, you know, in a pit of despair. Let me tell you what happened to me two hours after game one. I was mad. I left the arena mad. You will know that I had planned on throwing my hat on the ice. Leon Dreisaitl had two goals. I had planned on coming home hatless, but instead I had to watch dummies shoot things all over the ice that, you know, garbage and stuff. It was gross and it was annoying. Anyway, so I left Ford Hall, walked to Jasper Ave. I'm like, I'm going to get something to eat and then I'm going home. I'm pissed and it's late and I'm sad and I'm drunk and I just want to go home. So go grab something to eat real quick. Go to jump in an Uber the surge pricing was four times the the rate of normally getting me home. Normally it's about 20 bucks to get from my 20, 25, somewhere in that window from my place in the West end to downtown or downtown adjacent somewhere where I can kind of walk to this time though, I get into this Uber and it says $93 to get myself home. 93 fucking dollars. So I'm hammered and we start making our way down Jasper Avenue. I look at my phone and it says $93. I was like, whoa, 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 bro, 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 bro. Can you pump the brakes and like let me out? I'm not paying $93 to get in this fucking car to get home. No way. So you know what I did? Again, two hours after the game. Your boy Bag Milk was on a scooter. I was cruising. I was cruising. I was having a fun time. I was talking to others fans as I was passing by. We were all having lols. Trying to make the best of a bad situation, you know? Anyway, there you have it. Fucking boys, you know... The boys tried really hard, but at the end of the day, no matter what they did, the fact still remains that I just fucking sneezed twice and didn't catch it on recording for this voicemail. Well, let me tell you, Donkey Volley came through with an elite sneeze, Dukes. You got some work to do, my boy. And that pisses me off beyond fucking, you know. Ugh. The only thing worse than losing to the Kings is having to listen to that fucking donkey volley going about his <laughs> rubbish. Um, <laughs> fuck off, idiot. <laughs> Slap yourself. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. I did have a direction in which I you know, wanted to take this. I don't believe you, to be honest. But I seldom remember what the fuck I'm on about. Yeah, I do. So, I, I don't think you had a point. In the spirit of, I don't know. All I'll say is that someone tells me where Drew Doughty lives because I'm going to go and shit in his letterbox. Hmm. Anyway, fuck it, Oilers. Heads up, boys. We've still got this series. Fuck them dogs. We're going to be all good. Bring the cup home. Play La Bamba, baby. Let's go. That's all you need to know, really. If the Oilers win tonight, game two, which I'm predicting, 4-2 win, they are going to be fine heading into L.A. And when we get to L.A. on Friday, we are going to be pumped for the Oilers to take the series lead. Working through the South Island Pie voicemail, we have got an anonymous caller up next. Oh, Bag Milk, I haven't left a message in a long time. But, man, the podcast is sounding great. And honestly, keep doing it, man. It's it's awesome. Thank I've you, buddy. tried the South Island Pies, too. Fuck yeah. 
fantastic. I just I'd love to know which one you got. Leave me a voicemail again next week. I just want to know which pies you got. This is the South Island Pie voicemail, after all. Back to you. Tried uh, the the original one. I, I don't remember its name, but it- oh, there you go. There you go. Answered my question. It's delicious. It was just a regular meat pie, is what I asked for when I walked in. So that was good. Anyhow. The Oilers just lost last night. The old faithful. I was in Calgary for work Mm. uh, watching that game. And I was unfortunately at a bar uh, that was not Greta uh, because they were closed. So I was misinformed. I feel hurt uh, that uh, Greta Calgary uh, was not open. But on top of that, the boys decided to hurt me more. Yes. Blowing two two goal leads Mm -hmm. is atrocious and upsetting. And I was a ball of rage. Me too. For a good couple of hours. And they made me miss my bedtime. They made a lot of us miss our bedtime. And I couldn't even celebrate the fact that I scored a free t-shirt. You know? I caught it. I caught it. Like I was in the Super Bowl. Like I'm a tight end rushing the corner on a fade pattern. You know? For that. I am... Very disappointed, but I want to be the first one to hop on this bandwagon. The Leafs just got the shit kicked out of them. They did. So, you know, uh, today's not a bad day by any means. Um, So, go Oilers and uh, fuck the Leafs, I guess. Fuck the Leafs forever. Always. If the Oilers win today, we want to remember game one, you know? Another anonymous caller, what say you? Bag milk. Ah. I got a question for you. Have Please. you ever done a social media detox to the point where you've actually deleted accounts? We've still got some time left on this voicemail, but uh, I'll just jump off and say I've done social media detoxes, not deleting accounts. I can't delete the accounts because of what I do for job. Um, but honestly, though, to be to answer the question directly, if it wasn't for the job that I have, I wouldn't have any social media at all. I might have like, say a Twitter account that I don't actually tweet on just to get news and stuff. I could see that. I could see myself having a Instagram account that most people do where it's just, you know, this is pictures of me and my family and like I'm on a trip to Jasper or something. Like I could see that maybe I wouldn't have Facebook. Um, yeah, it's, it's the job. I, I have to have these, you know, I'm going to plug this podcast on my instagram and on my tiktok and on my twitter and just it's kind of got how it's got to be it's a tool of the job and such like that um, um why is this happening why i went to an extreme recently where i deleted both my instagram my snapchat and if it wasn't for the fact that I love buying and selling things on Facebook Marketplace, I would sell or get not sell my Facebook. Oh, my God. Uh, get rid of my Facebook as well. Totally. Um, I feel way better. I feel like I'm on my phone a lot less. Like, yep. I don't I don't know. I, I haven't even left a voicemail in ages because I, I, I don't even have social media to, to access this. And I didn't know that I could just hop onto your Instagram via the internet to access said voicemail, Yeah, which is red. So now I can do that again. But yeah, please uh, do. I wanted your opinion. Have you ever done a social media detox to the point where you like started deleting accounts and stuff like that? Or 
you know, even just like a couple weeks away, kind of, you know, what do you, what do you, what have you done? I would love to do, I would love to, again, I would love to delete my accounts. They're just, like I said, I just need them, you know, for the job. I need you to know when I have new articles out. I need to promote podcasts and Nation Gear. And by the way, nationgear.ca, all of our stuff is up. The new stuff is up. The oil up stuff is up. The year of nudes is up. Fucking phenomenal. All that's up. Nationgear.ca. So I would love to, to be honest, if I just had a normal job, like I think back to before I worked at the nation, I had a, a job in a big company and if I was still there, I would probably not have social media at all. Like I said, I may have just a Twitter just to watch the news. I wouldn't tweet probably. Um, the reality is I'm a, I, I've, I've talked about this on this podcast a bunch of times. I'm a very introverted weirdo. So I don't want anyone's attention ever. So the idea of being completely off the grid and just living in the real world like the normies do, I that sounds great to me. But to answer the question, what I, another part of the, I, I do a thing where now I'll like, throw my phone in my bedroom at say eight, nine o'clock. And then I just leave it there. That has really limited my screen time and that's been beneficial for me. But, um, as far as deleting socials go, I just, I can't yet. I can't. The last voicemail for the South Island pie voicemail comes from the shepherd. Just listening to, uh, the ON radio podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a little disappointed. People are calling beer mosas, uh, beer and OJ. I would actually call a beer and OJ a Saskatchewan sunrise. That's what I've always learned those to be. That's when I first had a beer and orange juice. I always called it a Saskatchewan sunrise. So beer mosa is a new term to me. I'm curious to see what you're going to say in the final 14 seconds here. Uh, those are called man mosas. All right. Man mosas. Um, you... Hey, I believe in gender equality. You can have a beer mosa or a man mosa, whatever you want. Saskatchewan sunrise just sounds like a good time, doesn't it? You know? You get yourself a Pilsner and a little OJ? Come on. Other things, I am siding with the Australian dude in the Donkey Volley uh, uh, feud. Mm. And let's go Oilers. Play La Bamba, baby. It is important to pick sides in feuds. You know, East Coast, West Coast, that was a rap battle in the early 90s. We all remember it. Ended tragically. Here's hoping that Dukes and Donkey Volley don't end up in the same fashion, but I do think it is important to pick sides. I'm not going to. I'm Switzerland in here. I just want to give these two a platform to work out their issues. But if you want to pick a side, damn it, I encourage you to. And that's how we're going to end off the South Island Pie voicemail. South Island Pies! You don't know the story jamie left new zealand to travel the world fell in love with canada got homesick as you do so a big giant grass monster you can look this up on the website southislandpie.ca told jamie to make pies and that's what he did he started a company and damn it are they delicious southislandpie.ca is where you need to go if you're looking for a place to watch the game on friday and sunday greta on Jasper Ave, that is our home for playoff parties. We're only doing away games this year. So if you want to go to the Moss Pit and all that stuff tonight, go for it. Come to Greta and celebrate with the squad on Friday and Sunday. You can make reservations at gretabar.com forward slash book. Though I did hear Friday could be sold out. Could still be some standing room available if you want to come join the crew. They're going to have a Nation Gear pop-up shop in there if you want to grab some stuff. They are going to have stickers to give away. There's lots to like about what's going on at Greta. 
for our playoff parties. Last thing I want to say is if you're in Edmonton, swing by any of the Oodle Noodle locations, grab yourself some free stickers. Your life is better with free stickers. You don't want them? Give them to a friend. Maybe you've got a child that would like some free stickers. Swing on by Oodle Noodle in Edmonton. If you're in Calgary, well, you've already made a bad choice, right? The food will be delicious, but you won't get a sticker. That's all I'm saying. And that's how we're going to wrap up episode 81 of Better Late Than Never. I just want to say thank you guys for being here. Please hit me up with some reviews. Bump me up and I've noticed lately, by the way, this is just like a little humble brag and a thank you to all of you that listen to this podcast. We've been kind of flying up the charts a little bit in terms of Canadian sports and hockey podcasts. And I'm very, very grateful for everybody that listens. So please keep telling people. Word of mouth. Leave me some reviews. Give me a five-star review. Say whatever you want in the review. I will read it verbatim like I'm Ron Burgundy. And until that happens, I will say goodbye. I want to say thank you to the audio department to Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, to Betway, and to South Island Pies for making this all possible. Of course, most importantly, to all of you. Because you're the reason I get to do this fun and stupid little podcast in my basement. You know? You get it. Whoops. That's the intro. Ty Ty, why won't you kiss me? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.